in this edition of Hoopsology, Justin and Matt welcome back the public address announcer for the Denver Nuggets, Kyle Speller. Kyle discusses his experience of the Nuggets' journey of winning the NBA championship. He gives his first-hand account of witnessing Denver defeated the Miami Heat during Game 5 of the NBA Finals. Don't want to miss his chat. Kyle was really emotional, a lifelong Denver Nuggets fan. He felt the just emotion and passion when the Nuggets finally reached the pinnacle. You don't want to miss just his story and his first account of the Nuggets uh, being the champions of the NBA. Um, you don't want to miss this chat. Please email your questions to hoopsologypod at gmail.com and follow us on all social media platforms for our latest content. Also, subscribe to our YouTube channel. We are a proud member of Underdog Podcast. And now, Kyle Speller. He is the PA announcer for the world champion Denver Nuggets. Uh, we had him on back on the podcast about a couple of years ago. We welcome back Kyle Speller on Hoopsology. Welcome, Kyle. How's it going? Thank you for uh, having me on once again. Uh, yeah, I love the, the sound of what you just said there. The world champion, Denver Nuggets. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, welcome back. And let's start there. And, you know, we had you on, I think, in 2021. And I just want to get kind of as best you can a, a summary of when we first interviewed you to now in terms of just the as the NBA, the Denver Nuggets, everything going on with the league in terms of a lot of uncertainty to now the Nuggets being the world champ, sitting on top of the basketball world. What has that journey been for you the last couple of years since we've talked to you? Um, you know, it, the last few couple of years, it's been like a a little bit of a roller coaster um, because at that point, probably 2021, around that time, we were still pandemic. We were still in the midst of that. Um, I, I know I, I was in the bubble in 2020 and, and all. And so that that 2021 season, um, we I, I think we, we started like the bubble had just ended or something. And then we started back up again and um, the arenas were empty. Um, the way things were set up in the bubble, it it, it even though there were no people there, I mean, there were families there towards the end. I, I was there at the very end and, and it, it felt like a great atmosphere. You had all the uh, Microsoft teams, fans all over the walls and everything was kind of enclosed a lot closer. But when we got back to the, our arenas and there were no fans, that was a whole different feeling in it. And, and so um, I just remember going through that piece and, and longing for the day when I actually had fans back in the building. And when I think we, we at our arena, we started with like little by little, I think we had like a thousand fans that we let in and I was so grateful to have people in the building and, and, and all, but, um, from that point in time, um, to where we are now, I mean, you know, Jamal had gone down, um, there was, you know, that uncertainty, you know, we, I, I always felt like we had a great team. Like we had a team that, that could do it all. Um, but then Jamal went down and, and that was tough. That was really tough. And, and you wondered, you know, for me, I, I thought, you know, he's young enough. He'll, he'll come back and he'll bounce back. Um, and what will that look like? And, and, and I was expecting and hoping for him to, to be as great as he is when he got back, but you still didn't know, uh, until uh, he actually started playing, and then I know even even during this this past season, you know, early on when he would he would bump knees or something like that, you would just in my in my I, I just start praying for him. It's <laughs> just like, oh Lord, guard his legs, guard his legs, and and um, yeah, he was, he stayed healthy. God kept him healthy, and 
it was just an amazing season. So I, you know, fast forward to the beginning of this season and I kind of, I had a, my own personal theme that, you know, people were asking me all the time, hey, you know, what do you think about the, this team and all? And I said, from day one, I said, I call it my three H's. If we could stay hungry, humble and healthy, I think we can do the whole thing. And, and that was kind of my own little theme all throughout this season. And, and we did just that. Can you describe the community feel of the Nuggets? Um, you mentioned Jamal Murray, and I believe he was worried <clears throat> that the team was going to possibly trade him. Yeah. And I think uh, Michael Malone and, and the other staff members uh, assured him that wasn't going to happen. I think in the NBA, that's pretty rare. I mean, mm-hmm. teams, you know, one sign of trouble, they fired a coach, they trade players. And right. it seems like the Nuggets stuck to the game plan. Can you kind of mm-hmm. describe why that is? And, and it led to them mm-hmm. being the champions. I, 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 I'm not sure all the ins and outs of the, on the business side of things. I'm just, I'm a basketball guy and I'm just looking at it from that perspective. And, you know, from the thing that you you could kind of see with our game plan was the whole time was to build it. It's not like all these free agents are looking to come to Denver and and all the super teams and all that stuff happening. It's not happening here. Um, and, and guys aren't being recruited to all that stuff. That wasn't the game plan or the strategy. The strategy here was obviously to stay the course, to build it, to build a culture, um, to find the right coach and to stick with it and, and, um, uh, find the right pieces. And, and, you know, w- with, with, with Nicola, the way that he plays selflessly to surround him with other selfless guys that became the strategy. And then, you know, for me, I, I, the way that our team has been built is the way if I was a GM, I would do it. I always wondered, you know, why don't teams stick with people longer? You, you, you've mm-hmm. invested and all that. And, and, and now, you know, it doesn't work out this year. So you just blow it up and start doing the next thing and all. And for me, I'm all about, I, I, I coached um, my, my sons, uh, their, their, their club team and, and we always had the same kind of core that was built throughout time. And, you know, I, 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 they began winning and they were champions. And then you could plug in different people. But those people that came in had to buy into our system and into our culture. And we kept winning. And that's the same thing with our team here with the Nuggets. You, you've built a culture um, and, and it's been slowly. It's been a slow process, but you have to stay the course. We live in a society that's microwave. You got to have everything instant, instant gratification. And, and and so that's what bothers me about the super team concept and all that, because it's like trying to buy instant uh, wins and instant championships. Well, I, I love our, 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 pot, our, what is it? Uh, what is the thing called? Crock pot. Our, we've got a crock pot type of <laughs> uh, deal mentality going on here. It's a it. slow cooker. But it sure is juicy, <laughs> and, and the winds taste good right now. And 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 so you know, preferably we can stay in that same vein, and can stay the course. We've got the culture, we've got everything in place to continue to 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 do this as long as we can, and, and maintain it as long as we can. Yeah, I wanted to throw this idea by you because 
as you mentioned those things and kind of building those building blocks, you know, getting the culture and the foundation in place that Denver does seem to have. We had um, Brendan Vogt on earlier from DNVR Sports. You, you may know him. Um, he compared Jokic to kind of the Tim Duncan of Denver. I mean, do you see mm. kind of comparisons? Do you think it's fair? I mean, obviously we're not talking about accolades and accomplishments yet, you know, with one title, but do you see similar building blocks, similar kind of ideas? Are we getting like a San Antonio 2.0 with the Denver <laughs> Nuggets under Jokic? You know, I, 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 today's young generation would be like, Ooh, boring. I don't, you know, San Antonio 2.0, but I, I love the thought of that type of, of mentality with it. Um, Tim Duncan is a Hall of Famer, great player, and he was a humble giant, and he was a beast, and I love that about him. Uh, I'm 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 old school. I, I don't like all the flash and all that. Just get the job done. Just win. And I love um, Nicola. Um, we are in the midst of greatness, and we need to appreciate it while he's here. Uh, I, I'm I. I'm so appreciative and so grateful to be able to be a part of the team during this time and to witness this. Um, I won't compare him and Tim Duncan other than their humility and their level of leadership in that manner. Um, uh, Tim is who Tim is, and but Nicola is who Nicola is. And, and it's just, we're, we're witnessing greatness. Um, in a whole different level and it is special and so um san antonio two point i know i just say it's 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 denver i i don't like to compare I, I don't compare myself with you know with anybody else and all that san antonio has had their successes coach pop is a great coach i i love coach pop um but we're denver we're the nuggets and we are we're doing our own thing and 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 we're uh you, you, you say like the league is a copycat league. I, I bet you'll start to see mm. teams uh, try to build their rosters slowly and and and, and meticulously in that way, um, based on what they're seeing here. Um, and so we'll see how it goes. But uh, we've got one. Now we got to go get another. <laughs> well said. I, I want to go back to what you said about the three H's and and I love that. You know, mm -hmm. in, in terms of health in the NBA, sometimes it, it just feels like cruel twist of fate <laughs> gets in the way of that sometimes. Fate yeah. was, of course, on the Nuggets side, thankfully. Uh it's nice to ditch that bubble Jamal terminology that, that was thrown around so much, you know, as, as you mentioned earlier, Jamal being able to succeed uh, so well this year, I, I want to focus on what you've mentioned a few times about like humility in Denver, humility yeah. and the culture there. I totally agree. I think that is something that is so underlooked. I mean, not only in basketball, but just <laughs> society in general. Um, we don't have to go that deep, but I, I just want to know specifically with the Nuggets, like what have you seen that kind of kept them humble over the course of the year? I mean, was it just constantly realizing that they haven't accomplished the goal yet? Does it go deeper than that? You know, I, I would probably say it's uh, it's all encompassing. I mean, yeah, we hadn't accomplished anything. Um, and now we look at, you know, going forward. Okay, we got this one, but now go get another one. I remember um, Shaq. Shaq would tell a story about his 
uh, not his, his, he didn't have his biological father, but the father that raised him, uh, Sergeant, uh, Sergeant, I, maybe Sergeant O'Neill. I'm not sure, but, um, in any case, um, he told a story about how his father that raised him, um, he, where, where Shaq, he would win, he would win championships, but his father would say, okay, that's good. Go get another one <laughs> and continue to push him in that, in that space. And I would say that's kind of the way we are as well. We're, we, our team, the, the humility starts with the top, which is Nicola. Um, um, uh, it, it's just his leadership and his, I mean, it, his authenticity, the rest of the world didn't understand it. And, and they had no idea until the finals, until we were actually on that national stage. But what you see is really what you get. That's authentically who he is. I can't tell you, I'll, I'll give you a little, there's a little secret that we have or whatever. Hopefully I'm, this should be okay sharing this, but the player introductions, you know, when, when teams do player introductions, you always do like the star, the, the, you know, your MVP, you always announce that individual last. It's not like a rule, but it's like a, it's just what we do. You know, that, that, that individual goes last. Well, Nicola, he is so uh, humble. He cares about those types of things not mattering. And so he, 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 he expressed it from the beginning. He doesn't want to be introduced last. Matter of fact, introduce him first, let his teammates go after him, because even in that, he doesn't want any kind of credit, any kind of glory and those types of things. When he would win player of the month and all those things, uh, we would try to do these presentations for him and he would like go out, get it and run back because he didn't want to be bothered with it. And it would be <laughs> frustrating for me because I'd be in the middle of my read, you know, <laughs> going down the accolades and he'd already be gone. <laughs> it's I'm like, why are we even doing this? You know, he doesn't care about any of this. And, and so um, that's who he is. And so that humility has now it's tricky. It's, it's trickled down throughout the entire team, throughout the entire organization. Um, no one is bigger than the team no one no one is bigger than the team and uh, and and that's the way it is and everyone is bought in and when you have a team like that that's bought into that type of human i mean look at look at uh the 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 types of outputs that we have from from aaron gordon someone who he 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 put all of he, he set himself aside in order to produce the way he did um mpj has taken leaps and bounds in his development uh, because, you know, early on, you know, maybe he would have, um, you know, gotten down on himself about those types of things. But instead of, you know, or making a bad play or whatever, gotten down on himself for something on it. But no, not not any longer. Now, he, he himself will tell you if I make a bad play, OK, I'm going to go make up for it and find out a way to to make a good play or make something better out of it. And and because I'm 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 about the team and and. And then you've got other pieces that have come in like there, you know, the, the one player, when I talk about him, I actually get emotional when I talk about him. There's a the, Vlatko Chanchar. He's one of my favorite players on the team. He never gets to play. I mean, he rarely gets to play, I should say. But every time he does, he's always ready. He's always active in practice. He's a he works hard and he continuously gives and he continues. He's, he's always ready. He's 
and he just it just blesses and his attitude is right and he's just as valuable on this team as anybody else and and i just love him um what deandre jordan brought as far as his leadership and just keeping the mood light and and making sure everyone's engaged and 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 there would be times when a situation would be getting ready to blow up and get out of hand on the court and there's dj standing over there in the midst you know kind of lightening up the moment and and making people laugh on both teams and all of that and kind of and just his leadership was you know you don't track that stuff on the stat sheet and it doesn't get caught on the camera and the, the commentators aren't talking about it invaluable uncle jeff now he's gone but man invaluable bruce brown now he's gone but wow and then kcp oh my goodness what he brought to the table as well um just being that presence he'd already won one i was there in the bubble i called the game when he won it um uh, all of those people together all those components together it is just is just a great fit great mix and and that's who this team is and that's where that humility is and and that's our culture that's our culture selfless basketball selfless basketball that's what we're about that's mile high basketball and and um, and i love it i love being a part of it and it's beautiful to watch too i love the way they uh, the we the way we play the way we share the ball it's beautiful that's the way basketball was made to be played not just iso ball dribble 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 ball stopper and i'm gonna shake you and and show you my move and break your ankles and all that stuff and showcase and that doesn't win team ball wins and so yeah hopefully that answered your question that was a long answer to that question that's a great answer no absolutely kyle i want you to walk us through the night that the nuggets won the title like walking mm -hmm. to the arena to when you know the clock hits zero to the presentation or your feelings that day can you just walk us through like just waking up in the morning did you feel hey this is this is the morning or you just did you feel like mm -hmm. this is another day like we'll walk us through your entire experience uh, so for me uh, part of my experience, i was trying to get my kids tickets because <laughs> <laughs> i wanted them to be there so bad and because I, I i like this is game five we gotta do it this it's got to be done and and so i was calling all you know every source that i had i couldn't get any tickets at all and so i wound up yeah i i, I just have to say I, I i broke the bank i broke the bank and i just went and, and i bought them i was like because this is one time this this time will will never happen again our first one will never happen oh. again and I, and I wanted my, my kids to be able to be there. And so they're not kids, they're adults now. I feel funny calling them kids. My daughter's 24, my sons are twins, they're 21. But in uh, all of the stuff that I've been a part of their lives, this is something that I want to be able to share with them and share this moment. And, and it was one, I wanted family to be there. I wanted to be able to give somebody a hug and a kiss, you know, <laughs> as well. And and so there was that piece. So I finally secured some tickets and, and yeah, it was costly, but Hey, to me, it, it was just worth it. So, um, did that, uh, the day of, I was just, I just kind of, I think the whole time throughout the entire play, I just went through my normal routine, normal routine. What, what it is, I always do my normal stops, uh, and my normal preparation, um, we did get there earlier though because um we had to rehearse the ceremony 
we had to rehearse it. Mm -hmm. If we were to win, we had to rehearse that. So I got there for that. And um, for me, I had already been a part of the championship ceremony before in the bubble. <laughs> and, and so um, I already knew what it was all about and all. And I was just in position and we went through and, and, and you know, we had some pregame rehearsals and all that stuff. And, and um, in my mind, I was just, you know, just staying, you know, this is normal. Everything is normal. And just go through the game the way I normally would. And um, the uh, uh, when when the intros it came time for the intros, though, um, I think it just uh, that's when I just the crowd. Mm, just mm, electric. Mm. I'm, I'm, I'm like starting to tear up. <laughs> <laughs> Whoo, the crowd. And they, and so for the, uh, for the finals or, and for, I think for the Western Conference finals too, I think for, or maybe just the final. Yeah, it was just the finals this year. They've done it before, but it hadn't been like this before, but they brought me out and I did intros from center court. Um, I did it for games one and two. And then of course for game five and just the crowd just the crowd and and at that point oh my gosh it was just so loud and just yes electric it's just i can't even describe it what it was like but here we go all right and so then you settle into the game and i knew so what was funny was in the bubble i was miami's so there was there was four announcers invited to the nba bubble um, and then there was two of us that were asked to stay for the duration, myself and Olivier from Brooklyn. And so in the NBA finals in the bubble, he was the Lakers home announcer and I was the Miami Heat home announcer. <laughs> so here I am in the finals now with my two teams, actually. Yeah. <laughs> but I just say all that to say that one thing that I learned when they talk about this thing called heat culture, it's a real thing. We have our culture, mile high basketball, but there heat culture is a very real thing. And the way they go about it and the way that Pat Riley has established that foundation, I learned about that in the bubble. So I say that to say I knew that game five was going to be tough. It was going to be tough. And there were points in that game where there were some highs for us and we celebrated it. But I knew Miami was not going anywhere. One thing that they do is one thing that they never do is quit. Miami never quits. And so I, I, I just knew it was going to be that kind of a game, but I knew that we could, we could close it. We have to close it here on this night. We have to. And so all game long, you know, there were a couple highs um, and, and there were some points where he was like, okay, we're going to win. <laughs> we're going to win. But then all of a sudden, here comes Miami back again. It's like, oh, man, all right, all right, are we going to win? <laughs> and so I was hoping to have, like, that last minute of the game where fans are cheering and, yeah, yeah, it's happening and all. But that did not happen at all. And <laughs> it wasn't until the final 14 seconds of that game when we finally were able to, you know, and, and then people were, it's uh, so I felt a little robbed. I wanted a whole minute, but we only got like 14 seconds and KCP, <laughs> I think stole the ball or whatever. 
and that's when. But when the clock hits zero, I normally hit my big yeah final score. I don't I don't even think I did. I couldn't really get that out. I don't think, and because I just burst into tears, I was weeping, and I was hugging my boss there, and I was hugging the, the NBA staff, the timeout coordinators, and just everybody, fans all around us. We were just, and and then I think I got the final score in there. I have no idea. The confetti's flying. I knew what the setup was going to be and all that. And then it's time for me. You know, one of my dreams was to, you know, on the, in the, on the, in the Super Bowl and, and, or in the World Series, you know, they, where they put the PA announcer's name, you know, the voice of, of, of Kyle Speller on the TV, on the national telecast. And then the voice overcomes in the PA announcer announces now let's turn it over to mine. You know, I practice now let's turn it over to ESPN's Lisa Salter. And I was down here, but in that moment I was like, let's turn it over to ESPN. (laughs) (laughs) All that smoothness without the window. (laughs) And so, but man, I, it, it, all of it. It was just a total dream. I've been dreaming about this day because I've been a, on staff as a PA announcer for 18 seasons, but I became a Nuggets fan when I was 10 years old. So I've been a fan for 42 years myself personally. And to finally see this and to finally be a part of that, man, it, it was amazing. It was amazing. And then, like I said, then my kids were there. And they finally, uh, I, my daughter, she was the first one, and she's, I just got to hug her and all, and uh, oh, it's just, just amazing, just amazing. Mm-hmm. Go ahead, Matt. <laughs> yeah, that's incredible. Uh, I mean, like you said, once in a lifetime, and mm-hmm. uh, so glad you were able to have family there with you for that. Mm-hmm. Um, wanted to ask, you know, just kind of a behind the curtain sort of question. What so we always see, you know, the champagne celebration with players in the locker room. What is that sort of celebration like among, you know, team staff? I mean, do you guys do your own thing or are you out there among them? Do you go yeah. in, in your own space for that? What I mean, is it just pure madness? What give us, you know, an idea what that's yeah. kind of like? So for me, I I've personally I've always dreamed about it. And I've dreamed about being in that locker room and, and all of that. And, you know, uh, I, for me as a player, I, I would have I dreamt about it as a player, but it's just just dreamt about being in there. And and so, yeah, staff wise, we were all celebrating and whatnot. And you're on the court, you're all over the place and 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 all. And um, but what wound up happening for me, I wound up going back because the trophy they had the trophy uh, back behind. Uh, the arena in the hallways back there um, for everybody, for the players and their families to come and take pictures with it. And, and a few staff people as well to come and take pictures with it in that moment. And, and so I, I went back there and I saw it and I was like, Oh, wow. And so, you know, I just, I I think I went and took a picture with it. And then I I went and got my kids and, 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 and I was like, Hey, you guys want to come, just come with me, come with me. And, they're like, where are we going? Because they had been sitting there for a while, you know, because we're just standing around. We just don't want to leave. You just didn't want to leave the building. It, it, just mm-hmm. sitting there in it. And they were like, what are we doing? What are we doing? And I was like, oh, just just come with me. And so I walk them back there. And, 
you go behind this curtain and there's the Larry O'Brien. And so uh, got to take pictures with him there and all that. And then somehow, I think I was just trying to go to the restroom or something down the hall and it's back by the locker rooms in, in one of our dressing rooms and all. And, and um, the security people at the locker room, they were like, hey, come on back here and all. And so I went back and there everybody was in the locker room and the champagne was flowing. Everybody's got the cigars and all. <laughs> and so I went and got my kids. I was like, hey, come on, let's let me show you something else. And so so we we're just in the locker room having a great time and the champagne. I mean, they were I never saw so many bottles popping and you know, champagne <laughs> on the ceiling and you got the goggles and just everybody is hugging and I'm just, just in the midst of it all. And, 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 and that was a dream come true for me. I, I don't think that that's normal, but that, that was the experience and it was just a blessing. I think that was just one way God just, just smiled on me one, another time. He gave me a big old hug and a kiss with that one. And to and and to have my 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 children my not children my 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 sons and daughter we were just there celebrating with it and and it was just an amazing time we want we didn't leave the arena till like midnight you know and they were still there and I was like okay I guess it's time to go but wow just 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 amazing just amazing I, something I dreamt about. And to have that dream, like literally dreamt about, to have that dream come true in that manner, um, just, just speechless, speechless, so happy, so much joy, so much joy in our city. Um, uh, I'm at, I'm at the, uh, it's my wife and I, it's our 25th anniversary. And so we're, I'm actually here down Congratulations. at Congratulations. Thank you. I'm, I'm here at the Broadmoor Hotel and uh, in the Colorado Springs and we were down and down playing some pickleball and, and I, I was I did my announcer voice down there or something. And a couple of the tennis pros that were up on the upper court, they came down there like, hey, aren't you the guy from the, the, the Nuggets announcer? And so it's like even down here, they <laughs> and I was like, yeah, <laughs> we're celebrating. Down here. The, the, the party hasn't stopped yet. <laughs> awesome. Kyle, this has been a fantastic interview. Thank you for taking some time just to speak with us about your experience. Can you just let our audience know where they can see you on social media, any projects you're working on, and then you know, looking yeah. forward to next season as well. Sure. Uh, social media-wise, I'm on Twitter. Uh, it's just at Kyle Speller. Um, and then <laughs> my, 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 my kids, <laughs> my, my sons and daughters, they finally convinced me to get on Instagram. And so I'm on the gram. <laughs> it, it's... Uh, uh, Kyle Speller voice on, on, on Instagram, on IG. And so I'm just, I'm still trying to learn how to use it and whatnot. And so just posted little videos and, and all. And, and so, uh, but uh, those are ways, yeah, to connect as well. And, and so projects is, uh, I'm, I've, I've uh, signed up for cameo. So I'm doing little cameo videos that, you know, people can sign up for that. And, and I always do voiceover and all that stuff as well. Awesome, Kyle. Thank you so much. And congratulations as well. <laughs> Thank you. Thank yeah. you. Go Nuggets. Let's go. Yeah. <laughs>